You're listening to the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Hello, I am Cheryl Ross, your Next Steps in Discipleship pastor here at Southridge Church, and I have Pastor Scott, our lead pastor, with us today. And in this week's episode of The Extra Point, we're going to dive deeper into his teaching from Sunday. Now, this past week was somewhat of a follow-up from the last week, and if you haven't listened to it, make sure you go back and listen to it. But I thought it was interesting because you kind of began and ended you're teaching with the same question and that question was who are you listening to which if you say it multiple times that means that is really important for us all and we need to pay attention and ultimately in this case in our story that we heard from you they listened to the wrong people the Israelites did and so Pastor Scott if you want to share with us a little bit about that you can do that with us if you don't mind yeah, so the Israelites were right on the edge of Canaan, the promised land. We talked last week about the promised land was the place God most wanted his people to be. Um, all the way back, even before Abram, Terah was supposed to go to Canaan, which we know is the promised land. That was ultimately where he wanted his people to be. And so we had to fast forward um, a couple centuries, actually many centuries to the uh, story we covered on Sunday, and the Israelites are now post-slavery. They're out of Egypt and all of that. Moses is leading them. They're right on the edge of Canaan, and they actually get scared, and so they don't trust God, and so they decide that they should send in spies, and so the Lord is like, okay, if you're going to do it that way, here's how you have to do it. So he told them what to do. They sent 12 heads of the tribes into the promised land and there they went and they looked and around and they saw this amazing fruit but they also saw these people that were very good warriors large people there were all these um, different uh, people groups living in uh, Canaan and so they saw a fight ahead of them as well and so we talked about how when we get to the promised land we have to realize that there are still battles even though there's going to be blessing as well so you didn't find the wrong promised land just because it's not all smooth sailing once you get there that's just not the reality of life ever but these spies come back and they start to tell two different stories 10 of them have a very pessimistic view of the promised land like this is not possible these people are going to crush us the problem with what these 10 were saying though is they are discounting the fact that god had already given it to them God had already said that it was theirs, and so they're not trusting and believing God to actually do what he said that he would do, which is the problem that a lot of people of faith have um, even to this day. So that's what 10 of them said. It's impossible. We're going to get crushed. We're like grasshoppers up against them. We don't stand a chance. But then there was two of them that were filled with faith, Joshua and Caleb. And they come back and they say, look, the Lord said that it's ours. Let's go and take it. So they're believing what God says. They are factoring in the, in the fact that God is on their side. And if God gave them the promised land, then it doesn't matter that the descendants of Anak are there or the Canaanites or the Jebusites or anybody. It doesn't matter because God's already said it was theirs. And so you have these two conflicting reports come back. 
and the people of Israel are faced with the decision. Who are they going to listen to? Who are you going to listen to? Because we, we probably experience this a lot in our lives where we have two different sides of every argument or every decision we have to make. But it comes down to who are we going to listen to? Are we going to listen to the voices and the things that are building faith in our life? Or are we going to listen to the fools in our life? Are we going to listen to the people that um, are broke? Are we going to listen to the people that don't have good marriages? Are we going to listen to the people that doubt and don't have faith? Or are we going to listen to the people that are also on the journey to the promised land, trusting God for their best? It comes down to who are you listening to and i i've been really um challenged by that thought and even like stepping outside of the people side of it i gave some really practical examples um i was one of those people that was always like don't try to tell me what to listen to on the radio what type of music to listen to what movies to watch what shows to watch like i was always one of those people that tried to like separate that and go like that doesn't have an effect on me i'm stronger mm -hmm. than that and what I'm, what I now believe, is everything that we listen to, mm -hmm. from any avenue whatsoever, is either building faith or destroying faith. Right. Everything that we listen to is discipling us in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Even the things that we think are totally like, hey, I just want to check out right now. I'm just going to put on a show. Even that, in those mm -hmm. times where you're trying to just check out, you're being discipled, and so we have to all the time be on our guard for what we're listening to because it will either draw us closer to the promised land or send us to the wilderness. Yeah, absolutely. And so listening to the wrong voices here cost them the promise in the end for the majority of them, except for those two. But so asking ourselves, like, who are we listening to is a great question to ask, but it's really not the only question because what we also need to ask is then, once we know who we're listening to, we need to ask ourselves, is this the right person? Is this the right voice that I need to listen to? Is this the right thing? And so what has been effective in your life, Pastor Scott, to really be able to narrow down and see like, and, and know whether it's right for you in that moment or in that season or not? How do you look at those things objectively and filter that to know? I think that in every area of our life that we want to head to the promised land, we have to realize, just like the spies, there are people that have already been there. That was that was the most shocking thing about this. Twelve spies went, ten saw one thing, two saw another. But there are people that have been where you're trying to go, and that's the people that you need to listen to. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to... You don't... If you want a healthy marriage, this is not to slight anyone that has had marital issues, divorces in the past. I'm not saying shame on you or anything like that. I'm just saying if you want a healthy marriage, go find people who have stuck it out over the long haul mm -hmm. and have experienced their ups and downs. But go listen to those people, those people who have fought the good fight that have gone through the ups and downs, but they decided to keep going when others quit. If you want a good marriage, that's what you should do. This past Friday, Megan and I are so serious about what I've been teaching the last couple of weeks. I do not want this to be something that I teach others and I do not get in my own personal life. This past Friday, Megan and I sat down with um, a couple uh, uh, in ministry 
that has done marriage ministry for decades mm-hmm. and are very, very well versed in it. We sat down for four hours of marriage counseling, not because our marriage is an absolute disaster, but we wanted to listen to people that had been mm-hmm. where we want to go. Yeah. And so we sat down and we listened to them. I don't want to go to someone that has a broken relationship and ask them how to fix mine. They're only going to know how to break it. Right. It's the same thing. If you want financial freedom, don't go talk to your broke friends that are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Go find someone that actually is experiencing <laughs> financial freedom. If I want to experience the promised land of my business, I'm probably going to find people that are successful in business. So mm-hmm. when it comes to who do I listen to and how do I know they're the right person, first off, have they ever been where you want to go? Second off, then prayer comes into it as well. God, send me into situations mm-hmm. that I can listen to the right people. Mm-hmm. So I, we have to seek out the right voices mm-hmm. as well. So I, I met with someone last week that does executive coaching because we're going through a season here at the church where I feel like I could probably use some sort of executive level coaching to make sure. Mm-hmm. But right after I got off of that, I, I spent some time in prayer and I remember writing in my journal, please let me know if this is the right move. Because it may, it may be that something that makes rational sense. Mm-hmm. It may be something that something makes good business sense. But if right. that's not the right voice to be speaking into me at this moment, mm-hmm. I want to ask God. Because he's been where I want to go. Right. But even that doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's exactly the right person for me. So prayer has to factor into this yeah. as well. So I want people that have been where I've been, but then I want them confirmed by the Lord. Yes, mm-hmm. this is a voice to be listening to. This is someone, uh, when it comes to preachers that I listen to, I'm getting back into listening to preaching, which early on in my faith journey in ministry was something I did all the time. I listened Mm -hmm. to people preach all the time. And then when I started to preach, it got really hard for me not to try to turn into these other people. Mm -hmm. So I stopped uh, listening. So the way I would stop trying to mimic what they were doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I missed out on the fact that a lot of that was really discipling me early on. And so I was Mm -hmm. missing out on this opportunity. So I've been listening to preachers lately, but it's got to be the right people. It's not just, I just go and listen to anybody because Mm -hmm. not everyone is serving the food that I need to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've got to be really careful about that and including the Lord in the process, but it has to be someone that's already experienced the promised land. Cause if not, they're just theorizing. They're just giving opinion. They can't say, no, this is the path that I walk. This is what it's Mm -hmm. like there. Yeah. That's great. I know. I think I've just been there over this past weekend. I knew that there was something that I was looking looking at doing that I felt like was one of those things that I've settled in. And God just called to mind someone that is way further ahead than me in this process of things, but has very similar experience in the things that I know are my next steps. And God was like, you need to reach out to her. And so I called her. We talked for over an hour on Saturday and I just knew like I went away from that conversation knowing like this is the right voice, the person who can speak into me in these things in this moment in my life. And so it's so important prayer and having those people that are ahead of you that are where you want to be. So another point that you shared that was so true and extremely important to think about and um, I'd like to spend some extra time here because 
even though the play on words may have been uh, funny and all of that is very serious. It's a serious topic. And so um, I like to call it beware of the butt um, because it was that point that, you know, your your butt is blocking your breakthrough, is blocking your blessing. And so you shared from Numbers 13 and it was where he said, it says the um, the 10 were saying, they said, but the people who live there are powerful. The cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. And go into a little bit of detail about what that but really meant in that moment. Yes, yeah, so just before that part in the passage, they had just told about how amazing the fruit was, how amazing the land was. So like these spies come back and the 10 that are given this negative report, they start with the good stuff. They go, oh man, the grapes, you wouldn't believe the pomegranates, the figs, the land is everything that we ever wanted it to be. But then right there at that key verse, it says, but then we saw all these people. They were mm-hmm. bigger than us. They were better warriors than us. They've been in the land. They've got fortified cities. And, and, and so that, but took them from this place where they were looking at everything in front of them. And they're like, man, this is everything we ever wanted, but here's what's standing in the way. And that's what happens a lot of time in our lives. Mm-hmm is we think about what we want the most. And then we have some sort of butt that creeps up that keeps us from it. Mm-hmm. It's, I want to be physically healthy, but I don't have time to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. That butt is ultimately going to block the breakthrough in what you're trying to do. I want to be successful at work, but I don't have a good work ethic. That butt will ultimately keep mm-hmm. you from the blessing and the breakthrough in work. I want a amazing marriage, but we, you know, we don't do this or that, like whatever it is, that but mm-hmm. that wipes out what you want up front, because that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, the land, it's amazing, but it wipes all of that out mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is why we can't go get it. This, there's something standing in our way, and I was saying on Sunday um, I listened to a portion of a sermon this last week um, from Andy Stanley, and he's doing this series called Paper Walls, which I need to go listen to the whole thing, but he was talking about excuses. Mm-hmm. And I said, gosh, that's so perfect for what we're talking about this week, that we build these walls up to make them look so formidable, like, oh, I don't have time for that, or um, I don't like that, or or I can't believe that, whatever it is, like we build this reason up, this excuse up, Mm-hmm. We make it look as for, as formidable of an opponent as possible so the way we can rationalize with ourselves why it is that we're settling in in the position we're in rather than going for more. But mm-hmm. what Andy Stanley was saying is like those excuses are just paper walls. Like upon further inspection, you can literally punch right through them. Mm-hmm. That whole nonsense of I just don't have time, mm-hmm. That that's the worst excuse because yeah. – Everybody that's ever done what you want in your life, everybody that has a healthy marriage, everybody that is financially Mm -hmm. um, free, those that are physically healthy, those that are spiritually healthy, all of this stuff, there's Mm -hmm. people that have been there and somehow in the same given 24 hours a day, they got there, but yet you say you don't have time for it. Right. So it's not a time issue. It's a values issue. And that's what you're doing with your butts. What but really shows is actually what you value the most, mm-hmm. what you're willing to give up because you're not willing to pay the price. Yeah, that's great. 
I know when I was thinking about time, one of the leadership courses I took, they had us do something where we we budgeted our time. Like we wrote down what we were spending time on every single day and had to write it in. And to see the things that I was wasting time on was like mind blowing to realize, oh, wow, I have so much more time than I thought. If I just remove this for this much time or I take this time that I'm spending over here on this thing that doesn't matter, I can reallocate it to this. And so I absolutely agree. We have that time and those excuses are definitely excuses. Like one of the things that I talked with the lady from my peer group about was going back to school and finishing my degree. And she said, you know, you have to pray about what you're wanting to study where and then when, because you have three children and you have a husband. And I'm like, you know, yes, I do. But people do this all the time and they and they are able to do it. And so um, it was it was kind of in, in an, a good informative conversation or, and gave me a lot to think about. But um, I determined, you know, I'm not going to allow those butts to stand in my way. So I know that um, I've allowed that to happen in the past, but I think that there are some things that we can really begin to break down those walls, like those paper walls, that some key things that we can do and steps that we can take to step through those things, break them down, get around them, whatever it is. So that way we can really take hold of those blessings and those breakthroughs. And first and foremost, you've already said it, we need to be praying and seeking God and his word. That's like the most vital, important thing. Like we need to, to seek God, to seek those things, to see what he would want us to do. Because ultimately, like what I study, I want it to be, I want it to be what God wants me to do to be able to further his purposes in my life. I don't want something that maybe just seems cool to me in the moment. Um, but also then we've said it before and we said it last week, you need to write it down. Like it's so important to write those things down once you know, so you have that clear thing in mind and then sharing it with someone, finding that person, those people that you can go to, that you can talk to that are, are where you want to be, that are going to speak good things into you, that are going to encourage you, be your cheerleader along the way, because at moments it gets discouraging. There are lots of moments in our journeys where it's discouraging and having that person that can really be that cheerleader for you, that can keep praying for you during that time um, and fight for you. Like this really goes back a few weeks ago when we talk about Moses, where he had Joshua and he had Aaron and her that were there fighting with him, helping him throughout that process. Um, so what, Scott, for you, or is there anything that you would add to that or maybe even a personal share story that you want to share with us about how you've seen this happen in your life? Um, yeah, I think the thing that has has worried me the most about what we've been talking about is how easy it is to to get fired up and emotionally involved on a Sunday morning in a sermon, mm -hmm. but then not have the fortitude to see it through mm -hmm. um, the remainder of the week. Like I saw so many people responding in faith on don't stop and settle Sunday. Mm -hmm. And um, I just know the struggle throughout the week that they're, what happens is after you have that desire, hey, this is where I want to go, mm -hmm. then your enemy fills your head and your heart with all these butts. Mm -hmm. And you start thinking that these butts 
really are true. And so I think trying to go through a process of there are legitimate things that happen mm-hmm. in our lives that might keep us from certain things that have to uh, right. like there are legitimate things that have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. But I think that we we intuitively know the difference between an excuse mm-hmm. and a reason. Yeah. Um, like a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, for me personally, I just can't tell you how many times I have had good intentions um, to do something but not been able to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, um, I, I like... I'll sit in a, you know, back before I was preaching or even, you know, while I've been in ministry, I'll hear a sermon and be like, man, I'm going to do something about that and then just not have what it takes to stick to it. Like, just allow my excuses and reasons and all of this um, to be the reason why, like, right now I'm trying to only get on social media on my computer and my computer spends most of its time here in my office. I don't take it home with me. Mm-hmm. Um at nighttime, I really try to have boundaries around that. And so I've gotten rid of social media on my phone. And I cannot tell you how many times throughout the week that something pops up in my head and be like, hey, you need to post this on Facebook. Or mm-hmm. even on like Sunday mornings, hey, you need to download Facebook so well you can like try to like my like my enemy is trying to get me to watch our live stream. <laughs> So, hey, you want, you know, you know, you got to make sure the quality is good. You got to make sure it's all good. Why don't you go ahead and download that? Knowing mm-hmm. that that's the way to get me back on there, to get me distracted and things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if you checked in on this, checked in on that? And so, like, I'm trying to do this thing right here. And all week long, I get these butts. But I need to do this. But I need to post that. But I need to check in on this group. But I need to check on. <laughs> and it's all these. It, so it's not even always bad reasons. Like, sometimes it's yeah. like there's work reasons or whatever. It's like, no, there's a reason why the Lord wants you to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're letting the butts get in the way mm-hmm. of you seeing it through. And, yeah. you know, I've done that spiritually. I've done that physically. I can't tell you how many times on Sunday I've thought tomorrow on Monday is going to be the day that I start back on my journey towards health. And then. Like Monday morning will just be a disaster mm-hmm. and that will be my mm-hmm. butt that I go, you know what? Maybe next Monday. Because for some reason in my mind, I can only start um, life changes on Mondays. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm that's the only the one that's lie. like that. Yeah, no, I think that too. That's probably another, that's just another big butt. Yes. It's the, oh, but I'll do that on Monday. And it's like, yeah, look, if you like thought on Friday that you were going to do it on Monday, you probably ain't going to do it. You're just probably yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, agreed. Well, this has been great. Next week, we're actually going to be diving deeper into a topic about relationships as we begin our new series, The Adventures of Selfish and Stupid, the sequel. And we're going to be learning some practical next steps for your faith journey in those relationships. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.